welcome back everyone to the captain's log for january 24th i am ian joined by aaron as always we're going to break down the releases expansions and news from the last couple weeks of course being that we had a break there's a lot going on we've tried to condense it down into the most concise and most important news of the last couple weeks definitely some stuff we missed but these are what we think are the highlights so we're going to jump right into releases and there is a new digital version of everdell that is going to be coming to pc phones and tablets so of course you know everdell being one of the most popular games of the last couple of years people have really been enjoying that and it's coming out this coming this year it's going to be coming out on the platforms that of course everybody uses so that's going to be really exciting for people who maybe just can't get a group together or just don't want to shell out the massive cost for another board game it's a great uh great game to pick up this is from uh like you said coming from direwolf games they did the excellent excellent digital adaptation of root they've also done the digital versions of raiders of the north sea sagrada fox in the forest uh, they also worked uh, on the Pokemon online trading card game. So this is this is a, a quality company that puts out solid hits. So I'm really looking forward to a digital version of Everdell. It's a, it's a great little worker placement game, and and being able to play it on my phone just means I get to play it even more. Speaking of games that you can play digitally, Oink Games ha is releasing a couple of their games. A Deep Sea Adventure and a Fake Artist Goes to New York are actually going to be coming out on Switch. So providing you yet another way to take a board game that you enjoy on the go, which is very exciting. Uh, yeah, so it's it's uh, weird that Oink Games is, is releasing the games only digitally, uh, you know, or only digitally on the Switch. I, I you know, would have expected to see at least on Steam, if not uh, phones and tablets. Particularly, uh, Fake Artist Goes to New York. It's, you know, a game about drawing, and that seems like a, a perfect fit to release on mobile but um you know hopefully this is just a, a test to see how the games were received and uh, more platforms are coming soon moving on to the next release that we have the designer of carcassonne klaus jorgen vrede has announced fire and stone a has announced fire and stone his um, his new game that he's coming out with looks pretty interesting i mean you know of course it is the designer of carcassonne it has a similar look to it but there's definitely uh a lot going on there it looks like almost like a civilization type building game where you're taking a tribe and trying to to bring them through you know the process of growing as, as a culture looks quite interesting definitely excited to see what he comes out with he has of course developed some things over time but has not had a major breakout hit in uh, quite a while he has had some good games of course in the past mesopotamia uh, bali came out in 2017 some decent games there so it's exciting to see what he'll be coming up with next this is, I don't know if I've talked about this on the show before, uh, I've never played Carcassonne. Uh, you know, it's just one of those games that, uh, what, where I was in board gaming, I just kind of skipped past it, and uh, I don't know, I've just never really felt the need to go back. Is, is, it, is it everything that people say it is and more? I mean, I think it is, personally. I really do. I think it's a, I think it's a fun game, you know? I mean... That's a I, it's a discussion we'll have to get into in the main podcast because I think I could I think I could sway you and maybe the next maybe when we get together and, and play we'll have to play a game of Carcassonne but I think it's worth at least picking up because I mean you know it's like a ton there's a billion versions of there out there and surely you can find one that you're gonna enjoy so 
moving on, we're going to jump into the expansions. And Cephalo Fair Games has announced miniatures of Gloomhaven crowdfunding campaign. Going to have minis for all three games. I believe that is for Gloomhaven, Frosthaven, and Jaws of the Lion. Uh, yes, as well as the uh, expansion to Gloomhaven, the Forgotten Circle. Fantastic. Um, you know, we normally don't do do crowdfunding uh, on here, usually unless it's something particularly newsworthy. I just really thought it was interesting that we're going to have a Kickstarter campaign for a game that, from all appearances, is just going to be miniatures for the game that people already bought uh you know kickstarter is is one of the the common complaints levied against it is just that it is awash with miniatures games and gloomhaven was almost kind of famously this giant monolith of a game that is one of the best games you know one of the, the highest funded games on kickstarter that had no miniatures at all and now here we are you know, so many years later, and they're going to do it again, but just for the miniatures. And I, I just thought that was uh, an interesting an interesting choice that they made. Definitely can't wait to see that get $2 million in the first 15 minutes, you know, <laughs> as, as, as seems to be the norm nowadays. Moving on, Fantasy Flight Games have announced some starter decks for Lord of the Rings LCG. Fantastic. Actually, I think this is really cool because, of course, I mean, LCGs, we've talked about this back in our Fantasy Flight Games episode, but the idea of living card games is supposed to be easier to get into than your collectible card games. Uh, just to make it a little bit simpler to, to jump in, and of course, as it goes on, it becomes more expensive. So this is another. This is them taking a step back and revising things, making sure that there's an easy way for new players to jump in, have a couple decks that they can pick up, that they can play with, and not have to worry about getting every single thing out there if they if they want to start with a deck that actually can compete. So very exciting to see that, and uh, those will be it'll be coming out soon. Uh, let's see. So as moving on to the news, Asmodee uh, kind of quietly just started removing uh, all of their digital versions of Pandemic from uh, Steam, Xbox, the Switch, all, all of the, the digital versions of Pandemic, and somebody uh, reached out to them and then they, they later announced basically the current version of, of Pandemic as it exists digitally has been out for nine years and we want to make changes and, and, you know, make way for the digital future of Pandemic. Um, something that I've seen a lot talking about this in particular was they did a similar thing for Catan a few years ago, and it kind of transitioned from a you-just-buy-the-game-and-now-you-have-it platform to almost a subscription-based, uh, you know, you have to, to pay every... A little bit but every month oh absolutely and moving it from a moving it to a kind of a software as a service type platform and and there are a lot of there's a lot of speculation that perhaps that's asmodee's play here uh hopefully it's just that they're going to make a better version of it but i guess that remains to be seen yeah no i i 100 believe that they are moving towards a subscription model maybe it'll be kind of like a Game Pass or like a Netflix type deal for all of Asmodee's games. You pay for the subscription, you can pay, play all of their games on, or maybe it'll be game per game. Who knows how it's going to go, but I do fully expect that to be 
the way it's going. I do have Pandemic on Steam. Of course, if you already purchased it, you can still play it, at least on Steam. I'm not sure about other areas. Um, but, I mean, you know, it's old, but it's still decent. I mean, so yeah, I mean it, not, it, it works not bad. Moving on to something a little bit more exciting, a little bit happier. Wingspan actually passed a million copies sold in just three years. This actually happened back at the end of November. Of course, you know, we talked a little bit last episode where just how kind of small hobby board gaming really is, I mean, comparatively. So seeing a game like Wingspan just absolutely shatter that kind of like ceiling so quickly is actually kind of incredible and, of course, very well-deserved. It's still a fantastic game, and the simplicity of it, it really appealing to people that would normally get into games is just can't be understated. So congratulations, of course, to Elizabeth Hargrave for designing the fantastic game and excited to see what continues to happen with Wingspan. Yeah, a uh, million copies is, is I, I think, a it's a more rare milestone than a lot of people realize, uh, particularly you know, in, in, in the board game O-Sphere. Because, you know, there are a lot of games that come out, have their one print run of 10 or 100,000 copies, and that's it. So the fact that it's done as well as it has and continues to do so well, you know, these three years later is, is really fascinating. The next, the next news story that we have is an interesting one. Um, Exploding Kittens has announced an NFT sweepstakes. Uh, with uh, Happy Salmon, you can win a Happy Salmon 3D laser printable NFT. Of course, we have briefly talked about NFTs coming into board gaming before. Yeah, I was going to say, Ian, I knew about three of those words. Can you break this down for me? <laughs> okay, so essentially what they're doing is they're giving away, there's a sweepstake of, I believe, 18, 18 different NFTs that you can win. And... Uh, Basically, they're just giving you a collectible. And in this case, it is a schematic for a little figurine that you can 3D print. And that is your NFT. So it's a collectible. Theoretically, you can sell them to other people. But also at the same time, they could just sell figurines instead of making an nft it's a one yet another in my very cynical jaded point of view just another situation where the the buzzwords are being used to try and drive a, another another bit of cash flow in somehow you know try to develop some idea there so it, it's it's quite silly i think honestly it doesn't there doesn't seem to be much of a purpose i imagine they're trying to create some sort of drive as they move further in or see if people are interested in it, interested in it but just all in all, a very odd announcement. We have put a link to the blog where they announced it. Um, definitely worth reading just to see how kind of bizarre this, <laughs> this announcement was. In uh, other news that I did not see coming, uh, in addition to, you know, exploding, kitten, exploding kittens dipping their toes in the NFT waters, uh, Asmo Day has announced that they will be they're working on a feature film based on the classic The Werewolves of Miller's Hollow. I mean first off like how do you do a movie of werewolf because it's not a game that has like a narrative about every third movie that came out in the 80s was somebody hiding and trying not to get killed. Uh, but this is we actually had a game uh, a movie come out late last year 
called Werewolves Within that was uh, released, uh, I think, straight to VOD based on an Ubisoft VR-exclusive version of Werewolf, also called Werewolves Within. So uh, I did not realize that they had already made a werewolf movie and that apparently we need to make a second werewolf movie. So that was, I just thought that was uh, really strange. Yeah, I mean, video game movies are famously terrible, so surely a board game movie, you know, is going to be better than that, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, I did want to point out uh, that technically, because uh, Werewolves Within is a video game, it's a video game version of a board game, but it is technically a video game, and currently has the highest critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, for a licensed video game based movie. So Well there we go. <laughs> what maybe are... I'm wrong and Werewolf as a movie is in fact the future of cinema. Yeah, that's I can't wait for the, the Carcassonne movie. It's gonna be great. <laughs> Our final bit of news this week is definitely one that is a little bit sadder. One of the hosts of the Secret Cabal podcast, of course, you know, a class of course, you know, a very large board gaming podcast been around for some 250 or so episodes one of the hosts has announced that he has cancer and he will be taking a step back to take care of his health go through the treatments that he needs to do for that so of course very very sad to hear that and we do hope that he's able to get the good time with his family and hopefully recover in the way that he needs to Lots of love to everyone over at the Secret Cabal family. That is the news for this week. Of course, we'll be back next week with the main podcast. We're actually going to review Stonemeyer's. We're actually going to review one of Stonemeyer's latest games, Red Rising. We're going to get into that, talk about what we thought about the game. Of course, two weeks from now, we're going to be coming back with another Captain's Log, break down some more news, so keep an eye out for that. But until next time, we'll be right here on the Dice Pirates. Mm-hmm.